Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy. Hey, everybody. And also with us is a clone that we made by throwing nukes into the sun. Yeah, we gathered together. Wow! <laughs> it's a Mirelark we made out of a mud spit. <laughs> Put a computer... Because the computers are magic. And we made a mutant. I wrote that down, too. I was like, oh, checks out. Computers magic. Computers can do whatever the fuck they want. It's Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, released in 1987, directed by Sidney Fury. I think it's Fury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the canon the group has taken over. Mm-hmm. You know, the canon group creators of such fine films as all those death witch sequels <laughs> i wish i was dead <laughs> those movies remember i made seven of those fucking things <laughs> charles I brought... again i wish i was dead <laughs> one more time god i continue to wish i was dead <laughs> They killed my family. Weird then I thing, killed them. Then I found more people to kill. Movies is that he never actually gets revenge on the people that wronged him. And it's fuck. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, donate to our web zone, and maybe we'll talk about Death Wish. I might. That might be a hard line for me. <laughs> Just one. Just ah, Death Wish. <laughs> yeah, you might get ah, Death Wish. Just a single death wish. You, you don't need do, more death. You, we're like a death genie, and we're limiting your amount of death wishes. Donate to Extra Life for one death wish. <laughs> one death wish, please. And how would you like your death wish? Would you like to supersize it? Yeah, as long as it's morose. Oh, can I get the... Can I get the remake Death Wish? No. <laughs> Never. Not at all. Uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know, the, the canon, they made a whole bunch of, of schlock. Yeah, just 80s cheap, schlock. Cheap movies. They were a cheap movie factory. They uh, Sometimes they released in theaters. Other times they released uh, you know, direct-to-video. And uh, that's just what they did, man. And sometimes and it was... they released direct-to-trash can. Or sometimes, yeah, just right into the back of a of a Goodwill, um, <laughs> like, to where you just discover them, and uh, yeah, that's they're pretty reviled. They make things on the on the cheap, and this shows. Uh, this they, movie is they're probably, very cheap. They're not still around, are they? they no, can't be. Yeah. no, they couldn't survive the nineties. No, no, I think they went the way of Orion. Uh not the cat. <laughs> or the new god <laughs> mm-hmm. um so yeah they uh the salkins are are out they're not they're not in the story anymore and uh honestly superman 4 better than, than we expected it to be it's it's not good no not it's it's very bad it is but, not great but there's something in here it's like wet clay. There's something that could be. Maybe. Just maybe that I've just been beaten down by very sulkened productions for the Square! last few. Square! <laughs> maybe, 
maybe so much weird shit has just happened in the past couple of these that I'm just sort of broken and anything is better. But yeah, it's kind of like getting um, an uncooked pizza, where it's not great, but you can see that maybe if it spent more time in the oven, Something it might be happen. good. Something yeah. could happen. Yeah, otherwise you're just eating raw pizza dough, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of gross. It's bad for you. Don't do that. <laughs> just, shouldn't do that. It's not good. But um, yeah, you just want to uh, dive right into it? Sure. Um, yeah, so the opening credits are, are cheap. It looked really <laughs> shit. Not, uh, my first note upon seeing these credits is, oh dear, this doesn't bode well. Yeah, and um, they go on for a very long time in the great Superman tradition, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know why they felt the need to do that, because... <laughs> it's not, it's it like doesn't... almost the opening of a video game, or oh. like you find, uh, if you're like just pull out like a, an old old uh, hamper full of vhs tapes you just throw one in and you just looks... like something just pops on screen like an infomercial credits it looks like someone found a sony that? vegas mo- movie transitions for their shitty home video movies that too yeah like it it looks like grainy mm-hmm. and very very cheap and uh I, i'm not a fan uh I also did notice, though, in this particular watch, they did credit uh, Siegel and Schuster, yes, and I was not, was not aware if they did that in the other ones. I, I'm pretty sure we uh, will. It's it's pathetic, but we're going to have to go back and check. Because, like, I don't remember seeing that at all. And, uh, and I also felt like we didn't really ever talk about them, so I figured this was a good time for us to do that, and probably just you. I'm setting you up to just talk oh, about okay. the creation you, of Superman. You, what do you want me to? What do you want me to start with? I mean, we got uh, two kids from uh, Cleveland who uh, uh, basically had a thought for a big science fiction fan, so they had an idea for a character. The first version was a bald-headed telepathic telekinetic superman named bill dunn and then uh they had another version that we don't know much about but a cover of it survived being burned by jerry siegel thanks to joe schuster and then in 1939 we got the uh classic action comics uh what we know of as superman with the blue and the cape and the super strength and so on guy picking up a car and the guy freaking out mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a really interesting comic action comic number one because he's there's no origin in it the origin for superman wasn't actually fleshed out till way later so it's a neat read in so much as he superman is just kind of on the scene already like i think the first thing he's doing is like bur- bursting into the governor's mansion to stop a guy being wrongly executed and, yeah, yeah. I I also remember him slapping a woman. I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> it's been yeah. a long time. I don't know if he did. He might have, because you know. Yeah. I don't know what where you want me to go from there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we go from there. But yeah, debatably the first superhero, because like you have uh, Mandrake and the Phantom and. Yeah, and, but I'd uh, consider them in the pulp hero cat like we get superhero from superman I yeah get, the, i well, will posit him because you get so many different uh breakaways and characters just ripping off the 
the idea yeah, as there as there was in the early 40s with the big boom yeah but he's uh been around ever since and yeah then mm-hmm. siegel and schuster have been getting hosed on those rights ever for a long <laughs> ever since. long for a long, time, long, long time until uh neil adams helped them finally reach a settlement with dc comics where basically i think by the 70s uh siegel and schuster were getting like uh i think it was like almost a I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but it was a very, very big stipend, yearly stipend with health health care benefits and so on as a as a compromise. So it took a long time, though. They were they really got fucked over. They sold Superman for one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. As is the case with a lot of these really famous uh, things, but. Well, I mean, that's like the different, like, <laughs> Bob Kane had, like, kind of an edge over everybody because his father was a lawyer, so he kind of had, like, uh, you know, some knowledge of how to not get totally fucked by the various uh, owners of uh, National Allied Comics and publications. Unlike Bill Finger. <laughs> Unlike yeah. Bill Finger, yes. But uh, yeah, we we open on a Russian space station, where a Russian man is singing his own cover of "My Way." Mm-hmm. Which uh, did you know that that's like the most violent thing to sing in a karaoke place? Like if you sing it in like some Asian countries, like fights have happened and people have been outright murdered for singing "My Way." It's like really? banned. Yeah, it's such a cocky song, though. <laughs> I don't think I. I've... I don't have much memory of my way. Yeah, it's just all about how he did it his way, and apparently it just pisses people off. <laughs> people just don't like hearing about how he had his way. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, you know, Cosmat's singing, and they're all speaking in Russian about, like, please stop singing. We they have a very shitty life. Like, the wall's <laughs> about to fall. We're living in space. This is horrible. And, like, well, people, don't, people in Russia don't want me to sing either. They're, like, good. That's why we sent you to space. <laughs> and then we don't want you to sing. We're trying to tell you something, Misha. And, and uh, uh, another satellite from somewhere just crashes into that satellite. Just him. <laughs> just out of nowhere. By God, it's just a run-in. <laughs> oh, it's just floating around. You know, all that shit we leave floating up there. We leave a lot of shit in space. Mm-hmm. And it just flings him out into the cold vacuum of space where he's never going to be heard from again and floating for all eternity, really, because he won't actually break free of the expansion of space. Yeah, he'll join that other guy that Ursa kicked in the second movie. Oh, yeah, that guy's hella dead. Oh, he's way dead. His corpse is just floating in a bubble bubble suit around the fucking cosmos. But, but, uh, yeah, Superman comes up and he he saves the day, and, oh, wow, does the, the shot... Do do you like the look of Superman flying towards the camera with his arms stretched out? Do you like that specific look? Because boy, have I got good news for you. You're not only does see it look a lot of it. <laughs> not only does it look real shit, just really poorly composited and grainy, and just kind of slapdashed. Uh, you'll see that all the fucking time. It kind of looks like the fucking Ruby Spears Superman cartoon. Hmm. Not in a good way. I'm not saying that's like a good thing. I'm saying like it looks like the effect of him flying from the cartoon. They just applied the same effect onto live action. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, have you ever watched, like, a Scooby-Doo where yeah. he looks, like, like way more bright? Like, he looks like a cutout in front of the green screen, almost. Yeah, and, like, it looks really off-cut, like, because it has that effect, too, in the earlier ones. But, like, you would imagine that, like, it's nine years after... Well, think about how we complimented Supergirl with how, like, advanced the flying was by that one. And now we mm-hmm. get to this one. <laughs> it's, it's like so whoa. stilted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Superman saves the the Russian and is like, oh, now you can practice your singing. And he speaks Russian. Superman is multilingual. Yeah. Of course he is. I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely think that that's great. Uh, that's very Superman. And it's it's one of the things that's so frustrating about this movie. It, it does in a lot of ways nails it. Really right. It's, yeah. yeah. It's crazy how there's quite a few things that genuinely does really well for the character yeah. of Superman. There's a heart in here, and I think you could actually rescue this movie yeah. with not a lot of steps. Like, no. Like, takes a little bit more money, mm-hmm. but, like, then the canon group's probably willing to throw <laughs> into it. Being that they don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But, like, you could... Well, there's this something... could theoretically be good. And yeah, there is genuinely something... I And I've always liked the fact that this movie has something to say. Like, it has a message that is positive. Even though, yes, it is in the TV tropes lingo, very, you know, dropping a big old anvil on you. I, mm-hmm. I, think, it, I think it does it sometimes in a very, very good way. Not always yeah. right. But I think, like, like we'll get to it more later, but I absolutely adore the UN scene. Yeah, the, there's a lot of lot of really, like, good ideas. And that's that's what, uh, ultimately, I get... I, I was literally sad of what could have been. Because, yeah, also, uh, Christopher Reeve uh, did part of the story for this, too. Mm-hmm. And you can tell a lot of people, you know, really cared. It's yeah. just... Hamstrung by the fact that the budget was fifteen million dollars, yeah. Which you compare it to the original. The original had like magnitudes more money than oh, that. Oh god, yeah. I mean, that barely would cover the salary of Marlon Brando even showing up that day. Right. So, uh, anyway, Clark goes back to the farm. Mm-hmm. It's uh boarded up, and he goes back to the ship where there's a crystal. Yep. in the ship and it's the last yeah it's the last bit of loot that he's clark didn't an... <laughs> pick up from the ship <laughs> it's got another it's got another green glowy crystal on the the ship's all smoky and he hears his mom's voice in there and this was very strange for me but so she's like kal-el voice from the past that i am i'm letting you know that you have this bonus crystal that if you ever you need it will restore your powers in an emergency nudge nudge wink 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 but wink. if you use this your connection to your past civilization of krypton shall be lost forever yeah and he's like all right i'm gonna stick this in my pocket while i talk to mr hornsby yeah mr hornsby's realtor uh <laughs> So, yeah, I didn't really understand that. What is she, like, is, like, all the other crystals gone? Because he has a whole bunch of crystals. And he still has the Fortress of Solitude. It's minty fresh now. Yeah, it's never blown up. <laughs> well, that, th- yeah, he only blows it up in the Donner Cut. 
Which he would have undone anyway because he went back in time. Yeah, because it had to keep the, you know... What, listen to that episode for us to explain it. But, yeah, yeah so <laughs> he still has the fortress. He still has all the crystals. He still has the... Did he use the green crystal in Superman 2, the theatrical cut? It's been a hot minute. Yeah, he used the... Because Lois had it under her purse the whole time. Oh, yeah. And there's more green crystals, but this is the last one for realsies this time, yeah. Clark. And if you, if you use this green crystal... Like we're gone forever. You won't be mm. berated by faces. Yeah. So you best think about it if you're like dying of some weird radiation, radiation cancer. Sickness. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> and so yeah, he talks to the realtor because yeah, as alluded to in the last uh, episode, uh, his parents are dead. Uh, yep. They died. Uh, his mom died of uh, a tragic off-screen fate. Mm-hmm. She had side characteritis. Slowly <laughs> faded away, like Chuck Cunningham. <laughs> yeah, she just didn't go up the stairs. She was just still on the porch. And that's that's where she died. <laughs> so Clark is, uh, as always, seems to be a running theme with Superman. Sometimes he has to sell the farm, has mm-hmm. to get rid of it. Well, because, you know, it's like, what is he going to do with it? He can't take care of it. He's got to pay the property taxes. He's on a reporter's salary? Come on. Yeah. It's not like uh, he but, just do both. Well, yeah, but he's got to keep up appearances and all that. That's true. It? This is absolutely true. Um, But, uh, yeah, he talks to the realtor, and the realtor's like, I could sell this sight uh, unseen. He's like, nope, I want to sell this to a real people who want to really farm and lose all their money. He's like, that's a fool's errand, Clark. And he's like, I know, Mr. Hornsby. Yeah. Yep. And like, and like, oh, yeah, whatever happened to this crib? And like, oh, your dad was such a kidder. He said, oh, Clark must have just had a temper tantrum and kicked it. Mm-hmm. And it has and a big a, old hole in it, crack in it. A big, big dent, basically. Big, yeah. Which I, I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, that was and nice. then, and then he. Uh, Clark finds a glove and a ball. He's like, why don't you give this to your grandkids? And he's like, yeah, actually, let's play a couple. Yeah, like, come on. And uh, Mr. Hornsby throws a ball, and Clark, of course, miss, you know, misses. And uh, Mr. Hornsby's like, yeah, you, you never really uh, hit a curveball, could you? Bye. <laughs> well, I'll never return <laughs> again. Have Neither fun never selling farm. Have fun never selling this ha- this farm. This plot and, thread will dangle to death like this farm. Unsold. Die, die on the vine. <laughs> and uh, Clark, uh, in the realization that I'll never sell this farm, uh, takes the baseball, cracks it up into space where it presumably kills a cosmonaut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> cracks open the Phantom Zone again. Oh, God. Damn it. Oh, wait. No, that did. Never mind. Damn it. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Lex Luthor's in prison. And he's whistling his Mozart. He's working in a rock quarry, as all prisoners are told to do. And yep. he's get accosted by a couple of prison guards, and then all of a sudden, a uh, fucking car rolls up. Lenny! Lenny! Lenny, my boy! And uh, fucking Lenny's here. It's John Cryer, Ooh. everybody. John Cryer, who's much better actor than this role would suggest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He kind of gets uh, too harshly judged for this. And uh, Lenny is the nephew of Lex Luthor, and uh, not a character original to the comics, though Lex did have uh, 
I'm pretty sure he had nieces in the comics in the Silver Age. He definitely has a sister. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lenny is dressed like the 80s threw up all over him. Oh, God, yes. Like, he is. Uh, wow. Uh, like, there's def- different sort of neon animal print, and he shows up in the most obnoxious car in the county. Oh, uh, yeah. With Lenny! Lenny! <laughs> written on the side. The, let the people know. Let the people know it was me. <laughs> I killed I, them. Not just the men, die. but the women, too. No, I know. <laughs> the women, too. Lenny! Lenny! Uh, yeah, that's how he talks, by the way. He talks oh, like a... no. No, no. Lenny's here to help my Uncle Lex Luthor. Let me use my Sony Walkman yeah. to trap these Two guards. You want to listen to the rad fucking stereo I got? Sit in there, man. Yeah, and then he puts the headphones over them, but there's stereo music playing. We can we can hear it. Mm-hmm. It's and it's playing like fifties music. Is that all they could afford? I, and I don't know. But and then he the, remote controls the car, moves the, the seat back, yeah. and the windows roll up, and the soft top rolls up and over, and, and the guards like, are we're trapped. Car- yeah, we're gonna die. And uh, when like hoisted by our make... love for cars. Oh no, we're immobile. We moved the seat back. <laughs> we can't unbuckle ourselves or open the door. And then he just flies them off into a quarry where they both are perfectly fine. Absolutely okay. They crawl out Looney Tunes fucking style. <laughs> the car just missing... is a fiery, flamey crash though. Yeah, it fucking explodes, but they just look like the only thing's missing is like fucking dollar signs or whatever floating around their heads. Yeah. And uh Yeah, Lenny breaks Lex out of prison. Yep, and then they just drive past the guards in another car and like, I'll oh, see you later. No no Oh no <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Lenny is a... <laughs> You know, Something he gets off. a lot of shit, but he doesn't do anything, anything. in this fucking movie. He's just slightly annoying. Like, that's he's, the thing. He's just slightly annoying. He's not people even talk really about annoying. him like he's the fucking Jar Jar of this movie. <laughs> no, and he's not. barely here. He's not even that terrible. He's he's actually pretty funny, if you give all things considered. Oh, but, no. no. You're a real freako. Freako. <laughs> Stay to your fucking outfit, man. <laughs> your pants are a freako. Anyway. Meanwhile, at the subway, the the actual underground train station, not a not a sandwich. <laughs> Nobody's eating eating a, uh, a nice hefty sandwich with a helping, <laughs> Just, helpful helping of kale. A meatball <laughs> sub, which is one of the worst things you could possibly eat. Oh man! Even though meatball subs themselves are quite good. But, oh, those meatball subs are fucking delicious. And the reason is they're 4,000 fucking calories a foot long. Delicious. I know. <laughs> uh, and the subway driver, uh, yeah. Lois gets in the subway and Clark's like, oh, I can't make it. I oh, can't oh. make it. Door closes, not in time. And then the, the subway starts going and the operator of the subway gets a sudden case of heart stop. Yeah. And... It's, um, you know, actually, because I was curious, there's tons of different things in place of this sort of thing doesn't happen well in metropolis like, they just need a superman 
Yeah, that's that's true. We've gone weak and soft yeah. with our false god Superman. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, Superman uh, notice or hears that the subway is just flying through um, the different stations. I I liked this bit uh, yeah. with the super hearing, and he runs out and he stands on the third rail and and it like stops the it shocks stops the him, train. but it doesn't yeah and then he just like a deep I, I thought that was so cool i really did i thought that that's actually really neat that is a very clever way of using your budgetary limitations to solve a, a Be crisis creative i like that you should have done this way more yeah well we also see more of the uh, flying at us yeah. shot they love this shot and it never gets better <laughs> no <laughs> never once would we see it it's like a five second little thing and it's just like hmm, how do we show that he's in motion uh, let's put this in so uh superman flies off and leaves lois in the, in the lurch because mm-hmm. she's the only one that ever wants to talk to superman everyone else is just happy to be oh, alive there you go thanks superman whatever well, I want you to know, before I go, that the subway is still statistically the safest way to travel. I feel like this one also has a lot of callbacks to the previous movie, or at least the first one. Yeah, because that's a direct... Yeah, callback to the, statistically speaking, so on and so forth. And even, like, going back to the farm and finding the uh, the green crystal and the where it was hidden. Also, we didn't mention, the alien ship just disintegrates, by the way. Oh yeah, it just well he takes the last bit of loot. I figured that oh, was it. Okay. Yeah, that's how you you take all the loot and then it just disappears. Oh, how handy. Yeah, it was, it was what was those keeping Kryptonians to... think of everything. Yeah, see, thank God he didn't take out those crystals mid-flight. Oh shit! Right. <laughs> <laughs> just whoop. <laughs> Oh, man. We're coming up to... Oh, man. We'll get to it. But there's some fucking wicked shit coming up. Anyway, we're at the Daily Daily Planet. Hasn't made any money in three fucking years. It sounds like a newspaper to me. No shit. Oh, I fucking got him. This... Okay. Whatever happens with modern Superman movies, I kind of hope that there is, like, a Daily Planet subplot similar to this. Because this could be a really cool thing in the modern like, day and and you know what they actually feel like they're making some sort of legitimate social commentary yeah they, they don't get very far it's half-hearted and it's not very good there's some of it there though this but it's there a, it's there we gotta give it credit honestly it's 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 there and compared to superman 3 which is so fucking stupid or <laughs> supergirl which is just so bad that having <laughs> Some connective threads where things happen for some semblance of a reason elevates this above. Yeah. And even having a message of any kind, really. Bravo. Just bravo so Just far. The bar. Hats off. The bar has gone so low. My that favorite it superhero ever. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> this is the bar for a cinematic exploit so far. <laughs> yeah, but it's been brought by the, uh, the Warfields. Mm hmm. They're not from the comics. No, they're big sleazy tabloid journalists, and Mm. they're going to make a whole bunch of money by just like, how do you like this? We're going to put tits on the front page (laughs) of the the paper and then say, we're all doomed. (laughs) It's true. That's what he says. (laughs) 
David Warfield has it's just it's like no scruples, no mind for journalistic integrity. He's the antithesis to the Perry White of this film, who's again played by Jackie Coogan wearing some big old grandma glasses. Yeah, he is just he looks like uh, uh those are he looks like massive prescriptions. He looks like Rose from Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, you know those like sunglasses that you wear, like the old folks wear over their glasses. <laughs> they look kind of like that, but normal people glasses. They're like ninety fucking sizes too big. If he puts those things down, it'll laser beam and burn a hole with the sun. They're their own super villain if he takes them off. But those are fucking huge. Um, yeah, so it's uh, David Warfield and his daughter Lacey. Uh, Lacey is the mm, of this movie. Yeah, she's she, just she's here. She's she's the one who undergoes. Uh, she is the only dynamic character, I would argue, because she undergoes she, actual development. She has a fucking arc. <laughs> she does. Of everyone here, she is the one who has a real like. I'm gonna change my ways for the better. Yeah, um, yeah, because her thing initially is just like all men like me because. Clark comes up and, and, you know, they're like, we're not going to take this line down. We have journalistic integrity, but it's still nice to meet you. It's very nice. Clark Kent. And, yeah. And she's just like, all men like me. Because Lois is just like, Clark's really not going to fall for... He's loyal. He's trustworthy. He's obedient. He follows you around. He's like a Doberman. (laughs) It's just... He's the world's oldest Boy Scout. (laughs) And uh, what I'm trying to say is he's probably gay. (laughs) can't tell <laughs> i mean dropping I, some hints i i and we can take a quick aside here as well i throughout all of these movies and i will say this definitively i think the dynamic between clark and lois and the clark and lois scenes in this movie are the best in the whole movie so far yeah like, they their are interaction like... are really good like they feel like clark and lois like they actually feel like characters like the character Clark Kent and Lois Lane interacting in the Daily Planet because we yeah. haven't got much of that through these movies for what it's very minimal throughout the past ones but this one we actually feel like they interact and are friends kind of yeah in their own way it's yeah. yeah but there's a a peace summit in the uh in the background Paris the United- that Lois was gonna yeah she was gonna she was practicing her French to go to a peace summit in Paris because fucking Perry wants her to die again, apparently. Yeah, well, there's all kinds of peace in Paris. Like, <laughs> you know, a lot of nuclear weapons in Paris. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, and, yeah, she doesn't want to be, like, the last time and have to use, like, a phrase book or anything. That'd be really weird. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that trip got cut as, uh... They're talking about their gloom and doom, like the peace talks have failed. And then on the TV, the peace talks failed. The, yeah, the president, uh, who, if you uh, an eagle-eyed viewer will recognize as the boat captain who refused to go to the center of the ocean in Superman 3. He, he got a promotion! He took that career all the way to the White House. Good for that guy. <laughs> that... That fucking stubbornness and hard-headed attitude did not listen to that computer. Took him all the way to the presidency. I didn't listen to computers then, and I won't listen to computers now. Doomed. And yet, we're all fucked. <laughs> doomed. And we're going to be second to none in the nuclear arms race. 
Because that's what matters. Having more nuclear weapons. <sighs> I'm not saying that it's great. No, no. It's, not. it's just, it's like... It's, <sighs> it's real... It's real heavy-handed. This is when, uh, remember when we were talking about the message? Mm-hmm. Here it is. Yep, they're gonna, they're gonna fucking shove that message right on your face. Meanwhile, at the JFK elementary school? Middle I, school? I, I, How I old is Jeremy? Uh, he's old enough to fear death by nuclear fire, so that age. Uh, I think that just means he was born in the 80s. There you go. So or like born in the 60s. The, the shadow of the Cold War <laughs> lingers on. He was born in the Cold War. He was always, it was ever present. Yeah, I mean, before you were afraid of your own citizens killing you in your school, you were afraid of some other citizens killing you in your school. There you go. Like Red Dawn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wolverines! We'll talk about that one someday. Someday. And, uh, yeah, they're all like, they were watching, you know, as kids in the 80s were wont to do, just watching the president talking about their imminent death by nuclear (laughs) fire. I mean, what else are they going to do? Fucking learn algebra? Learn? (laughs) They're going to die by nuclear fire. They're going to do everything but. But uh, so they're like, well, you know what we should do? We need to write to our congressman. And I was like, that's not going to do fucking anything. Dear Mr. Congressman, please don't. I don't want to die. (laughs) Sign the entire class of JFK JFK Elementary. And then the teacher's like, well, that's not going to work at all. You might as well write a letter to Superman. And Jeremy's like, hey, I think I'm going to write a letter to Superman. No, Jeremy comes up on this idea. No, I know. I was was, was just being being an asshole because that would about get as much done as writing your congressman. Yeah, he writes his letter to Superman because he's the only one that could actually do something. And I will say, this is the point where there's a crux of an interesting idea there's here that's never here explored. As well, yeah, like that would that's honestly that would be in a world that has a Superman. I could imagine there would be something very much like that where people would write him letters or ask him for, you know, because of course they would. Yeah, like. Why wouldn't they? And and Superman has to do something or comes into an idea of should I what what point is my protectorship of the earth? Mm-hmm. Like at what point am I overexerting my will onto these people? Yeah. Very interesting. interesting. It's interesting. Never, never brought up again. Not really never a really theme utilized. But there's some there's like there is a redo in a graphic novel form here, I feel like. At There's... the very least. Or an animated movie. An animated redo of the quest for peace. There we go. Because, like, that idea is very kind of one of the more interesting ideas that comes up with Superman. Like, mm. at what point am I, you know, yeah, the protector or am I just, you know overexerting that like Mm -hmm. what should i do what is my role like do i I stop a war or am i just a fucking hall monitor yeah which is an interesting moral question which superman is rife with them and even depending on like if you're going on like the very because i feel like if you're looking at superman he almost has like these like periods in his life where he's at different points of prominence right so like when he's a young superhero it's just he's focused on metropolis then as he gets older it's like the united states and then as it gets older it's like the whole world you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so like that is an interesting like not for like a young suit like but that's a really cool for like a 
Yeah, for a Superman like elder, like because I feel like at this point we could consider the Chris Reeve Superman like an elder statesman, super veteran superhero at this point. You know. Yeah, he's been he's been at this a minute. Yeah. So. so yeah, of course he would just be like, well maybe maybe I have to be more proactive instead of reactive. Yeah. In my approach. Um, but he so says Superman... drop dead kid to little Jeremy. Fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> Whatever your name is. Uh, yeah, it's Jeremy. It's Jeremy. Uh, yeah, we're at the Superman Museum now, though, yes. with the giant creepy Superman statue oh, that they yeah. weirded me the fuck out. It's face. It's horrible face. <laughs> it's nightmare face. It's nightmare face looking and grinning in its weird I'm crooked Superman. smile. Uh, <laughs> I'll watch anyway. you while you sleep. <laughs> he sees you when he's sleeping. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> he can hear you. Never mind. <laughs> uh, um, so we uh, get to see that Superman very kindly donated a strand of his hair and to show off just how durable a single strand of the Man of Steel, Steel's hair is, they have tied it to a thousand pound weight. Mm hmm. I like that. That's neat. That's... I'm fine with that, yeah. Yeah. I wish we could see some more stuff in the Superman Museum, honestly. Yeah, it's just the statue and the weight. Yeah, it's and kind like, of a shitty exhibit. Kind of, yeah, there's not much. Like, it, you know, flare it up a little. I know you guys got no budget, but come on. You no, they literally don't. This it, was a hallway that they found. Yeah, like literally. The Superman statue, I'm surprised, wasn't composited in. I was I surprised wonder, that was a real statue. I, I wonder... It's probably not. I wonder where that went. Because I wondered if that was the... Like, if that... Who was the one that made it to Metropolis, Illinois? But I'm sure they got a real one. Oh no, no, they no. The people of Metropolis, Illinois, deserve so much more than that creepy thing. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go, but um. So yeah, there's uh, Lenny and and Lex uh, steal the hair. Mm -hmm. You can just use bolt cutters. Cut it. Yeah, super durable. Absolutely. Yeah, just cut it. Just you could use scissors. Any normal pair of clippers will do. Yeah, you just, you know, just... And you just walk away with it. So now he has the genetic material, because it's all part of his plan, you see. Mm-hmm. He's thought, yeah. he's thought it up. He's he's stunk it out. He's he's going he's gonna to take a little nasty sack, and he's going to put it in a computer. And then he's going to uh-huh. put some fucking charcoal in that nasty sack, and then he's going to put some hair on it, and he's going to close then, it up. And, and he's gonna to put some missile. fabric. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's gonna throw some fabric because you can't just can't... have you just can't have your nasty sack floating out there without any fabric on it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we're gonna get to that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the uh, Lacey just keeps flirting with with Clark. <laughs> flirting is a polite way of saying it. She's sexually like... harassing is another <laughs> way of saying it. It's it's not sexually harassing if you're pretty and, and a woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she's just like lying basically spread eagle like one of your french girls on the desk yeah she's like trying to figure out the most natural way to look sexy and that's just what she just rolls with it does not not helping and clark is, is like, completely like yeah whatever yeah well hey clark i want you to do our after dark segment like i go to bed at ten thirty. <laughs> yeah, you look like a hip a young fellow that could talk about the Metropolis's nightlife. I do. Clark Kent in no way looks <laughs> like all. a hip young anything. No, 
he barely could talk about the nightlife of Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you can barely talk about the nightlife of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Uh, but yes, the the letter comes in, and then they they read the letter like Superman. Can you just forcibly disarm multiple countries of nuclear warheads? And it's like that's a tall order, Jeremy. <laughs> it's like that's. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's a tall order, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, so he's like, and then he gets Brad Press where it's just like, the Superman tells dying cancer kid to fuck off, because <laughs> you know that's what they throw in. Like he's dying of radiation poisoning or whatever. Spits, it, spits on him and kicks him. <laughs> tells him to drop dead. Tells him to drop dead, and he was in a wheelchair. <laughs> he could walk. He just was in a wheelchair. <laughs> he just was sitting in a wheelchair. The optics are everything, people. Uh, and so Superman goes to the Fortress of Solitudes and talks to old men's heads. Yeah, he does. That's, I'm it's, not kidding. That's literally what happens. Like, I don't know who these men are. No, we get no explanation, but they just, like, berate. And much like Father Like Son, fucking, he just keeps getting berated by voices on the wall. And... It's just like, yeah, uh, you can't do that. That would be wrong. That would be a bit fucked up, Kal-El. Quick aside. As I mentioned before, the Fortress of Solitude, I, I kind of like the design for this Fortress of Solitude. It's different than the usual uh, spiky crystal look, more of a flat, minty, fresh crystal look. But mm -hmm. I, I like the color contrast and the shot of Superman in the Fortress in this scene. Like, it actually looks, I like how the colors pop in it. Well, yeah, because it's, you know, much more green. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I didn't really think of it. I didn't really note down much about the fortress, but now looking back, it's a yeah. pet fucking peeve. It will throughout all of these movies. I will bring this shit up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, oh yeah, so we go back to Clark's apartment, which we've never seen. Never before. seen. It's kind of nice. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of nice place. I did notice that he has a Tampa Bay Buccaneers pennant in his apartment. Yeah, I wonder what that's a reference to. As what? Why would he be a fan of a I mean, very terrible NFL team at the moment? I mean, like, maybe just because. Maybe that just fits him with Clark. He would be a fan of a terrible team. Just yeah, it's just a completely yeah. un like he like, like he can't talk about any of their successes with his coworkers because they don't have any. I presume oh. I don't know. Yeah, no, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> uh, well. In the 70s, for sure, were just a terrible... Like, they're an expansion team, and they did not win uh, often. I don't know what their record was like in the 80s, but they didn't turn it around until the 2000s. Okay. Um, I, I, like I said, I have no... You don't sports. No. Uh, yeah, and Lois shows up and is just like, don't you remember? We're going to go to the what have you's. <laughs> we're going to do the who's and what's and eat dry chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and eat bread and whatever the humans do. <laughs> lick salt off the silverware and watch our betters <laughs> like what <laughs> and he's like yeah Lois you want to just go get some air and he just throws them both <laughs> off the building walks them both off the side of the building and she's and... like screaming for dear life and he flies up and he's wearing the glasses like huzzah Clark Kent is Superman and this is where I this had is... a moment where this movie tricked me I will yeah. say it. I will admit this movie done 
Dunn did a thing where it pulled the wool wool over my eyes. So I thought, because I had only seen this movie once before, fully. Like, there's yeah. only a few scenes from this movie, one scene from this movie that I actually watch repeatedly ever. So I was like, oh my god, does he reveal that he's Superman to her? And is that, like, part of the movie that I just, that because it's so bad, nobody ever mentions again? Uh so kind of we'll, we'll get to that. So he flies her just all across the United States, including at one point where he just drops her happy ass down to the ground and like, laughs about laughs it. Laughs so fucking hard. <laughs> That's a knee slapper. Never in my life seen someone scream for their lives like that. Yeah. You know, I was joking about just dro- like I Bobbage. thought that. I thought that. <laughs> I was joking. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, I wrote that down, like, madness. This is madness. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't look any better. Um, it looks no. dramatically worse than a movie that was shot almost a decade prior. Yeah. Like, it looks like like a TV pilot. Well, maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up well then or now. Um, but he drops her off back at the, at his balcony and he has a really nice moment where he's like, I feel like you're the only person that I can talk to, which I like. I genuinely like that moment. Okay. I like this whole little interaction that they're going to have here. Cause also she's like, well, he's like, I think I need to tell you my real name. And she's like, kal And I was like, yeah, you remember? And she was like, I remember everything. And I said, I was like, I hit the brakes here. <laughs> yeah. What? And, and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he asked for her counsel, and she's like, oh, I think, you know, you're going to do the right thing eventually. You know, I mean, it's, you know, whatever. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to kiss you now. Leaves her, leaves her suspended in a whimsy. Well, just, it gives her the, gives her the old roofie kiss, which is something her, he can do. I guess that's just a power that he can pull out whenever he fucking feels he like. He did it. He did it before. <sighs> Superman 2. I know he did it before. I I know why this has happened. I don't like it. I no. I don't fe- I don't like the fact that I was tricked like this. I you know, I also just had a thought of how many times have you done this, Clark? Yeah. This isn't this the implications of this are not good. Well, because, yeah, he has this whole thing of, like, uh, well, you know, can't can't pick one person over the entire world before he does it. You know, it's like, there's some wistful, mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's like, I don't know, man, all those people are going to be dead by the end of the movie. Or they're already dead. Like, it's interesting. Well, it's just so, like, you did something really interesting. You got me genuinely invested. And then you just, like, took two steps back. And I, like, I get it. I get why, because we have to adhere to the formula, but sometimes you don't, oh man, because we're going to get into it for a dinner scene later that I really don't like, but. Oh, the sitcom bullshit? Yeah. So this was uh, just like, this, that's what I, it's like, that's what I texted you, and I was like, oh man. Yeah, no, I was like, I knew exactly when uh, Dayton texted me, and was like, oh man, this movie might be doing something different. And I was like, never nope, mind. I know. <laughs> like, it wasn't even, like, seconds late. Like, it was just seconds late. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so Superman has apparently been 
just like, oh, I need to really ask Willow some questions. Advice, I'm gonna reveal. Like, you know, yeah, reveal. Like, keep doing this weird, fucked up thing. So, but also, she, I guess, remembers all the time anyway. Or maybe she just gets neuralized. I don't know, man. I don't like, know. It's it's a weird. It's it's weird. See, they might at this point they should have just been like, okay, she knows. Fuck it. Nah, because Canon has to make more of these cheap ass movies. They hope. Got fingers crossed. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we paid a we paid a lot of money to this to that mad Russian man. Um. Yeah, but Superman uh, Jeremy is a. Uh, flown out to metropolis and just like <laughs> mr warfield's like come along get the press together we'll get him on a podium and tell tell the world what you told me jeremy and jeremy's like superman told me to go fuck myself <laughs> <laughs> tell the whole world like <laughs> i wish superman wasn't such a punk ass bitch <laughs> just, uh, can you say it a little bit louder? The people in the back didn't hear you. <laughs> Superman told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> and, Did you uh, get that? Did you get that? Yeah, okay. Guy okay, in the yeah, back. That's, that's right. a good sound bite. <laughs> all right. Play that on a loop on the late night TV. <laughs> uh, so Superman's cock tease Jimmy Olsen's out taking pictures of little Jeremy eating a hot dog. <laughs> I have no other way to describe what's happening other than the events that have transpired. He used that collection of words intentionally. <laughs> That's just how the events went down. I'm I'm sorry. And Superman uh Superman flies down and just says, oh, Jimmy, aren't you don't you have a restraining order? <laughs> Are you not supposed to be in your children's <laughs> After what Why happened are you in even Illinois? Like uh, we're even allowed in the building. <laughs> uh, after what happened in Illinois, aren't you not allowed near near schools? Um God damn. And uh just yeah, let's all walk to the UN. We gotta... Oh yeah, Superman shows up at the podium after he hears this kid basically <laughs> uh, lie about him <laughs> to the to the whole world. Yeah, and... well, and they walk through a <laughs> Metropolis to the mm. UN in Metropolis, and it is in no way an empty parking lot. No, no way. I mean, I can give it a pass for being Metropolis since it, it's basically New York in these movies, but yeah, no, it doesn't um, look. Like it doesn't it. look like it though. No. Yeah, it, it looks um, very cheap. Like they're just like, come on, extras, come yeah, pile around come Christopher Reeve. <laughs> Look at him, admire him, sniff his scent, and <laughs> they go into the, the the UN. And this is the scene that I always come back to for a couple couple things. For one, uh, I just love the whole like the the whole world sentiment at the UN, where it's like, no, you can just trust Superman. We try like who who will sponsor because he comes up and he asks the chairwoman uh, if he could speak at the UN and she's like well you're gonna need a sponsor uh, who here will sponsor Superman and everybody raises their hands uh, it's like okay I guess uh, you can uh, say your piece and then Superman gets up there and my favorite line in the movie and honest to God makes me tear up every time is when uh, it's Jimmy asking Lois like what's he gonna say and she's like something wonderful just. Margot Kidder delivers it so well, and just the intention behind it 
and just everything like that's that's a perfect moment right there that yeah. i love and uh superman gets up onto the stage and, and starts talking about how he's not going to let us fall into into the traps that would destroy our world mm-hmm. and uh he's going to disarm everybody of nuclear Whole weapons planet. we're getting we're done with this nuclear arms business and, and ev- everyone cheers yeah uh-huh just he's going to forcibly disarm everybody forcibly is a strong word Devin. forcibly uh, is a he doesn't he, forcibly do anything they launch something and then he just swoops in and catches it he I think that's ask. what baseball players do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, he didn't deliver an ultimatum. He didn't say we all better disarm. He said, I'm going to do this thing. I'm yeah. going to take your nuclear weapons and I'm going to throw them into space. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing you can fucking do about it. You're goddamn right, because sometimes somebody needs to step in with the and right And do what mindset. the politicians won't. Because <laughs> that's all they needed, was the threat of someone stronger telling them that they couldn't do it. Uh, it's no. surprising Zack Snyder didn't adapt this fucking movie, because there's a lot here. But, uh, oh yeah, no, it is, a, <laughs> it is one where it's like, it's nice in-universe that they're also gung-ho, like, thank God he's taking this problem off our hands. We can all just be mad at Superman. <laughs> yeah, but I was also like, if everyone was this okay with disarming, why, why did the Peace Summit the fail? Place? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. you don't need Superman then. No, I I don't know. But it's, I like, yeah, I like the sentiment of it, though. I just think it's all really, like, because it is a nice message, but it is, uh, when you do think about it from a geopolitical standpoint, Oh, madness. This is madness. This is this not going to go over well. Absolutely insane, and they would probably would hire, cause a nuclear war. They would hire Lex Luthor to create multiple nuclear men. You know what? Yeah, I was actually a little surprised that they didn't go the obvious route and have the Soviet Union try to create something to kill, mm-hmm. like pay Lex Luthor to kill. Like, that costs too much that, money. Yeah, right. No, because that's like, never mind. Uh, yeah, so Superman's just throwing the nukes in a big net. Yeah, he's, like he's going fishing. <laughs> yep, and then the, you just put them into a net, and there we go. And that's another one. And, uh, got anyway. One. And he's got yeah, a shitload of missiles. Just a bunch of them. He's got a whole net full of missiles. He's yep. net positive for missiles. Yeah, he's ionically charged. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where we go in a, in a penthouse apartment, Lex Luthor is super, also dressed like the eighties. Cool Art Deco, though, love that apartment. He, he's he's dressed like the eighties threw up. Lex Luthor oh, yeah. has a lot of very um, this is what eccentric. This? this is eighty seven. Oh my god! So this is post crisis. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, but he's not a businessman. But yeah, he looked like he still he doesn't go bald at all in this one. Always has his hair. Yep. But yes, looks looks very much. It has two uh, ladies with him, along with Lenny. Mitzi and Trixie. Mm. That's it. 
That's the only time that they're ever mentioned. Okay, I didn't even hear that, so... Yeah, he introduces them, like, These are my floozies, Mitzi and Trixie. Yes, they will be here throughout the entire misadventure. And, and he, uh, is, he is there meeting what I described in my notes as the Lex Luthors of all nations. Because they're uh, all, all like, tycoons of illicit nuclear business. Yep. Including Jim. the Top Men guy. Yeah, well, not only Top Men William Hootkins... But Jim fucking Broadbent's there. Yeah. Indy, I resigned and sold weapons to the world. Right? He's a Frenchman. Jean-Pierre yes, Dubois. Uh, I did not write down their names. I felt it was entirely inconsequential. Oh, no, I, I wrote them down because uh, William Hootkin's character has what I can only describe as a porno name with <laughs> Harry Howler. <laughs> that's the name for your dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's a name that's going to get inserted into something. So, <laughs> Oh, that's Harry Howler, always trying to put words in your mouth. But no, I, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, they just seem like they're just different, like, versions of Lex Luthor that have gathered together. Like, you know, that's just yeah, what, yeah. like, it felt like to me. Like, they're all just different nefarious masterminds because like the jim broadbent guy he sells nuclear warheads i think the william hootkins actually does stuff he 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 uh he partakes in the uh, whole operation actually yeah they all do in in different ways the whole idea is like okay well if you let me into your organization i will you know we'll make a whole bunch of money killing superman and then selling money to rearm the world's nations with nuclear missiles yes Yep. And I'm like, well, what's their plan? Well, my plan is to open the blinds. He's like, oh, my God, my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> my poor weak eyes. Get rid of that flaming ball in the heavens. <laughs> and yes, that's my plan. I'm going to harness the power of the day ball. <laughs> and, you know, that's, <laughs> that's you know, what he's going to do. His whole plan is to throw some bits and bobs at the computer and put that on the side of a nuclear missile. And then Superman will throw that into the sun. And then, boom, nuclear man. <laughs> nuclear man. Yeah. And everybody else looks at him like, He's what? fucking nuts. Like, why do all your plans involve nuclear missiles? All the time, you have a real gimmick, Lex. Oh, man, yeah. that was wonderful. And, uh, yeah, he's just oh. like, they're like, oh, I mean, I guess we're all out of business, so, uh, yeah. sure, fuck it. Out of business. Yeah, we'll help you. We'll get a nuclear missile that Superman will swoosh in and grab. Yeah, we trust you and your drum-playing weirdo. Yeah. Oh, oh gross. no! <laughs> Superman's gonna get you good. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we go now to them dressed as, like, old-timey doctors. <laughs> yeah. As they put, like, Mad hold on, let me put... Let me put I, the nasty bag into the thing. <laughs> I've, I've taken Superman's hair, and I've made a hair baby. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in this bag. It looks like something you'd clean out of the fucking drain in your shower. Like, it looks, And then he it, covers yeah. it with fucking charcoal, 
<laughs> that'll it'll activate him. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> and then uh, take, here, give me some strands of ribbon. Yeah, we got to make sure he's not naked. The the computer will, will program the rest of the outfit. The computer and, uh, knows what modesty is, so his dangle will be just floating around. In we the can't space. have we can't have nuclear man hanging brain out in the vacuum of space. <laughs> Look at this nasty bag. No one will want one. <laughs> Oh yeah, That's, uh, and then they close the lunchbox-sized computer <laughs> where they will be creating life. <laughs> it's like a geck. It's a nuclear geck, oh. but for a person. And uh, Gene Hackman is back as Lex Luthor, collecting his paycheck and dusting off his uh, Crimson Tide outfit as he goes into the <laughs> fucking base. And funny thing about you, you wear a ball cap and a leather jacket. You act like you're supposed sh- to be there. You're there, man. <laughs> That's what I like about Lex Luthor. It just takes fucking balls of steel for him to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, I'm just, Colonel whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm Colonel supposed to be here. Fucking, you know the, you know your uh, codes for how to do stuff? Yeah, launch that missile. I don't care how rainy it is outside. Press the button. Press the button. Press it faster. And yeah, they launched the nuke uh, with the with the thing on the side of it, and yep. uh, Superman, Superman catches it, throws it into the sun. Whereupon a baby is born. Well, and, uh, a baby it, that it, grows instantly into Mark Pillow, fully, the nuclear man. Yeah, fully grows into Mark Pillow, and uh, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about about Mark Pillow. Who? What else has Mark Pillow been in? I don't know. <laughs> Not anything. They just found him. They just found him. He had the look. He did. He ha- he definitely has the look of a nuclear man. Yeah, he is. If uh, you if you close your eyes and you think real hard, nuclear man, Mark Pello's going to show up. Not like in the room, but in your minds. <laughs> no, he will. And you better you better watch out because he's going to ask for money. And <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Nuclear Man is in uh, black and gold and uh, long blonde hair. (laughs) He'll ask for Olive Garden breadsticks and money. Oh, Oh, poor Virgil. (laughs) And he comes complete with coke nails. It's the eighties, and they grow. All of them are coke nails. All of them are coke nails. That's how much coke he's doing. Yeah, that man is cocaine. And, uh, yeah, he glows <laughs> with sh- with shitty after effects. Nuclear man is bored. <laughs> it's like, I have created a nuclear man as opposed to an old dirty man. Yeah, uh, he is. Oh, he's something. Oh man, you know, I do love the look of the costume in its own yeah, way. It, it has some. It's kind of neat. He doesn't like I. If he were to fight, if he were the villain in, like, Meteor Man, if you remember that superhero oh, yeah. movie, he would fit there. It's he... just weird for this. He's just. Yeah, Man. Nuclear Man's out here looking like the best villain in City of Heroes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, he's like an original IP villain. Do not steal. And uh, yeah, yeah, Nuclear Man well, like uh, went a, on to he's just to like have a uh, lame Nuclear Bizarro. Yeah, but not even Bizarro. Bizarro would have if they just had kept this origin and just made Nuclear Man just Bizarro. 
Yeah, Kazara would have. Miles. <laughs> like... See, the I think the reason they didn't though, because they originally there's a cut scene where they did make a failed nuclear man yeah. that was much more like Bizarro. Bizarro. Um, yeah, well, it's cut for a lot of different reasons, but those scenes exist somewhere. Um, the other thing that I was thinking though is like maybe Bizarro was too close to having like your Superman three where they fight. He splits with like an evil Superman. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know why they would care right like i don't know they always this is the thing about superhero movies of this time like before like the 2000s they would just change shit all the time and not like they would use some things then not use other things like yeah what i don't get it why do you ah you know who knows there's a lot of things yeah a lot of a lot of things went wrong the hatch, the hatch where the nuclear where the man nuclear was man supposed to be born, didn't, didn't open, open in time. time. Yeah, the yeah. astronauts died on the launch pad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nuclear man, I was gonna say, went on to do absolutely nothing. He is. Uh, this is yeah. it. This is I the sole. There's nuclear this is man. the sole nuclear man appearance. I think that the character, a version of the character, is referenced in the Superman and Lois show as having fought Superman. Which is nice, but he's not like it's just a reference. It's not they don't because he he's, I don't want to be mean, but he's just kind of lame. He's sort of there, yeah. Like, like it be you, it's a good idea. It's a neat, nifty idea, and I do like the idea of Superman actually getting to fight somebody. Well, yeah, but kind like, of even though he doesn't really fucking fight the dude, but, he doesn't really fucking fight the dude. We've already had him fight three separate Kryptonians, so it's not like fighting someone at an equal level hasn't already happened. That's true, but you, it hasn't you happened know, for a little while, so. But I get it. I get the idea, because this is actually feels like, you know, oh, hey, a supervillain, which is refreshing after yeah, the nice. last two movies, to be honest. But, I mean, like, and we get fall into the, well, not fall into the trap, but it's just like, and I know I made this point in earlier episodes, but Superman has a rogues gallery of really cool and interesting villains that you could do, even on the cheap. Like Toy Man, I feel like you could have done Toy Man. Yeah, I think that there's always a great Toy Man story. It's just something about Toy Man just always feels like... I love Toy Man. Toy Man's awesome. It, Toy Man yeah. is the Batman villain that Superman fights that can go toe-to-toe with Superman. That's what makes it, him cool. Toy Man creates killer toys that can somehow uh, be a threat for Superman. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yet Nuclear Man also just feels out of place, like, for the 80s. Like, the name yeah, even like the, feels... Well, he just... And he looks like he belongs in the 70s. Or the 60s, even, with the cape and the... Cause, yeah, like a little bit much, yeah. Yeah, for as much as, like, superheroes are associated with capes, like, not a lot of the major ones wear a lot of capes. No, we got Superman and Batman, and that's... I mean, more recently... Thor? Thor, Captain Marvel. Um, uh, well, Shazam. Captain Marvel, and... Uh, well, I'm just for the, you know, I for know, the people. I know, I know. For the people. <clears throat> for the people, I know. They There can be two Captains Marvel. Um, yeah, who else? I mean, I can't really think of anybody off the top Doctor of Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Doctor Fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, but so like, a few, but not not as many as like we just at, presume in the archetype of a superhero. Yeah, like in uh, Civil War, Marvel Civil War, 
uh, they would call them cape killers. And I was like, that's very interesting because not a lot of you yeah. people wear capes. Yeah, especially in the Marvel Universe, not many of them. Just Thor, really, most prominently. And then maybe, what, Black Knight, Doctor Strange? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. The, the hood. Uh, oh, everyone's favorite. He's going to be in, I think, the Ironheart show. He's not bad. He's just No, he's a cool character, but yeah, he's yeah. just there. He's he's very of his time. Uh anyway, Jazzercise. Jazzercise, yeah. We gotta we gotta <laughs> take Clark to the gym. Well, cause uh Lacey's still trying to get with Clark and, and Clark is just about as ace as ace could be. Uh yeah. he's not interested and she is just not picking the hint. Um but yeah, yeah he can't comprehend that no one would ever not wanna be with Lacey Warfield. And uh, we get a lot more uh, exercise shtick, and then a trainer comes in and is just like, huh, why don't you try these weights, Kent? And the, yeah. the trainer, by the way, doesn't look like a big buff dude like you'd imagine. No. He looks skinnier than, like, most. Like, he yeah. looks like he weighs, like, a buck fifty. Yeah, like, he looks he looks not like what his ego would presume, but he's an, he's an asshole to Clark. And he throws uh, throws some weights. Then Lacey's like, "Oh, I didn't think Paul was that much of a prick." And she talks to talks to Clark. And there's some uh, very lovely soft porn music underscoring this. Particular <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> yes. And then and and then uh, it's like, "Oh, well, why don't we have a double date with Superman and you and Lois will be there and I will be there and we have that a four way interview." And he's like, "That's really weird. I I, I feel very bizarre. We probably shouldn't." And she just walks away before yeah. that happens. And I'm like, and then, "Why? Why is human interaction in a lot of these things so difficult? Just say no. No, yeah. I'm busy. No, I have to sell my home in Kansas. There you go. How about that? But no, he has to go to dinner. And uh, yeah, and then he picks up some weights and just chucks it at that jerk yeah, trainer. And I was like, "That's really dangerous." Fuck him. Like, he was a prick. Yeah, he was an asshole. Fuck him. Um, yeah, so the plot's moving forward, though. Nuclear Man meets Lex, uh, and he has Gene Hackman's voice. Mm-hmm. Both of them do, actually, because one is Gene Hackman. The other is Mark Pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Pillow. That's why they cast him, because uh, yeah, strangely enough, he sounds ringer. just like Gene Hackman. It it's sounds crazy. like he's being 80-yard all the time. <laughs> it's, yeah. been a, it's a real problem since birth. Yeah, he's got that Hackman yeah. laryngitis. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I need to destroy Superman. And he's like, wow, I didn't even tell you about Superman. Yeah, you like, know what? all my plans. And he was like, I am spawned from your nasty bag. I'm the father now. Yeah, which goes also goes nowhere because he's like, that's a very weird assertive what? statement, nuclear. <laughs> I'm wearing the daddy pants. I'm the alpha. Like, what the fuck? Like, I wear the daddy pants. Uh, and yeah, this is where we get like, oh, get you, Freako. Yeah, yeah like, you call me Freako. And then he uses his fucking nuclear tele- or telekinesis to cause Lenny to spin right round, baby right round. Like, uh,. Like a submarine. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> uh, and uh, what happens now? Oh. oh, we get the double date. Oh, this yeah. is just. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nuclear well, Man, wait. by the way, needs the needs sun. The, he absolutely needs to be in the direct sun. Praise the sun. He's fucked. He is absolutely. Like, he has, like, 
Superman may be powered by the sun, but he can fly at night and walk into a dark room. Nuclear Man needs to be in direct sunlight. <laughs> Even indirect sunlight, he'll depower and he'll <laughs> fucking fall over <laughs> like a shitty toy. <laughs> like, oh no, I think our Nuclear Man is Baroque, Lex. Oh yeah. This is the most Lenny that we get. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. I'll I'll just shine my ring at him. <laughs> yeah, if Nuclear Man goes into the dusk. Yeah. He power. He needs UV light to directly, work. directly to be in UV light. I don't even know if an overcast day would sl- would stop him. It might. Yeah, which what a that's kind of shitty. Shitty like anti Superman weapon legs. Yeah, yeah. And he's just trying to. You can tell Lex is just like, oh no, this is terrible. Let's let's play it off. Play it off. Yeah. Let's shake it off. Come on, uh, it'll be fine. I'll just we'll rule the world twelve hours at a time. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll move if so I go, fast in those daytime hours, nobody will be able to stop you. Tell you what, if I go to certain areas of Alaska in the summertime, he'll be powerful all year round. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he does. He does have an affinity for land development, so <laughs> <laughs> just, just that's that's all you do. Just get him in perpetual daylight. Everything will be a okay. So yeah, it's a it's a double date, and uh, at a penthouse hotel apartment in the sky. I don't know if sky. this is supposed to be Lois's apartment. I think it's no. supposed to be Lois's, isn't it? I think it's Lacey's. It's somebody's apartment, but. They're, they're, she's cooking uh, scallops and duck in a Madura mm-hmm. sauce. So, uh, so but she's, she's gonna, got that going for she's, her. She's which doing is that, nice. and she's waiting for Superman to show up. And Lacey's waiting. Well, Lacey is uh, wearing a, a dress that she's uh, hoping is uh, going to be provocative enough for Clark Kent. Clark Kent is not interested. Like, at, at yeah, all. At this, at he's, this point, it's just like Lois it just really needs to hammer this point yeah. home. It's like he he's, actually might be gay. Like, <laughs> he really might be. Yes, but it's just like Clark is very obviously, politely but firmly saying, "Please leave me alone." Please, I, you're my boss, and this is very inappropriate. It's like, I know this is 1987, and this kind of thing isn't talked about, but really need to tone it down like twelve notches. It's like, I mean, I know we keep Jimmy around. Yeah. But he's kind of endearing, if he's not uh, like slinging it in your face. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, yeah, we get what I can only describe as sitcom bullshit. As yes, uh, because Clark Superman, has to, he has to keep running in and out of the. Clark has to leave the room, then Superman has to enter, and then Superman has to leave, so Clark can enter, and it's just a real uh, tax on my time. Mm. Sometimes you can do this funny and well this just runs on way too long and i don't appreciate the shtick yeah this is uh the closest we get to some sulkened bullshit yeah and i don't like it that's it i mean there's more to this scene this goes on for what feels like an eternity yeah um or like he has to like where superman has to like use heat vision on the ducks so the duck starts to burn so you can run down and get like it's just it's a whole thing uh, and it, then it Clark has to get hit by a luggage cart so that he can be like I, convincingly that, that, out of the elevator. Yeah, like so she can just think he's a bumbling fool as opposed to just saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go 
because I have other things to do. I know I'm I know I'm a nice guy, but even I need to have like you know, I got to read my Dickens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh but I do got to just as a quick aside though, does I think Clark Kent can be utilized for some great Buster Keaton Harold Lloyd-esque antics because it feels like there's a little bit of that in how they're playing this off which gave it a little bit of a breath of fresh air but it just it just drug on yeah this doesn't this doesn't uh doesn't work well but uh, thankfully Lex Luthor calls using his uh hidden frequency yeah and and uh like I'm gonna blow up this building to your left and I was like how do you know he's there He's just hoping. He knows everything. Lex knows all. Yeah, I guess he's tracking him somehow. He's north, Miss Tessmacher. Alpha waves. Yep. And uh, he's like, oh, no, there was never a bomb. Uh, but I got a nuclear man. Yeah. Huzzah! I've created life. It took took God seven days. It took me, I don't know, uh, so I can I mean, carry the two. Count the time for labor and. Well, okay, parts. so it took me, like, two weeks, but... Uh, but, really, <laughs> if you're thinking about it, it, Superman... I mean, you know, point of conception to end product, 50 seconds. And <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a kind of a, There's some a neat confrontation. Effects. There's some neat effects. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, that's an, I do like this. I like... I genuinely like seeing Superman and Lex Luthor just talk and interact. Mm-hmm. It's well, kind of Superman. Fun keeping up with him like oh you must have done something to one of those nukes i threw at the sun yeah like he's not an idiot and i like that and even lex mentions like i'm gonna miss you you're the only one who can keep up with me and then uh, nuclear man's footprints leaves oh little, that's uh, so cool that was really cool i thought that little was effects because he's he's just so radioactive and he's gonna give everyone cancer yep like just Lots of cancer. Lex isn't going to need that kryptonite rock. He just needs to be next to that fucking open microwave of a being that he created. It's just, yeah, there's just a warmth that comes off of him. And then, (laughs) like, a day later, you realize you're going to die. Yeah, you're all flush. (laughs) It's the day after, really, and woof. Uh, Yeah, so they fight in space. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it's time to beat ass. So, apparently, there's a lot of wind in space. Oh, yeah. Tons. (laughs) Tons of wind. Solar wind. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they go to the Great Wall of China, and they fight at the Great Wall of China, and he saves the day there, and then he uses his vision to just repair it. Yeah, he has repair vision Thank God mm-hmm. Kryptonians in the Superman Anthology universe can just do whatever the fuck they damn please when they need to. Well, I mean, you know, they can... Uh, it, it's just it's only the Great Wall of China that that works with, though. It doesn't work on anything else. Are, are we sure? He, he might just want to pull this out some other time. But, Maybe. Uh, well, and also, if if he's, like, is Nuclear Man, like, a clone? No. I mean, because, like, they're using the same genetic. Yeah, but, he, but that just gives him the powers of a, of a Nuclear Man. Mm. He just, he just, like Lex said, he just took the DNA and then he super mutated it in the nasty bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, threw the nasty bag at the day ball. Yeah, he threw the nasty bag at the day ball, <laughs> and then a baby was born. That's how the birds uh, and the bees happen, Lenny. And Lenny gets to go pet the rabbits. And, oh, uh, and uh, yeah, then 
they fight in space and nuclear man uh nuclear man just blows like he uses the super <laughs> breath but he, he also yeah, he, just, yeah, blows. just blows i mean that's yeah. part of his shtick he's and, just and uh yeah superman just from. superman just freezes as a big yeah, giant a icicle big block and then just drifts through space and then nuclear man flies down to what i assume is italy pompeii was what i was thinking okay we'll go with pompeii is and vesuvius he, sure yeah. yeah and so he causes a volcano to erupt i did like this a uh, bit uh so the volcano erupts and uh you know lava and magma is gonna assail the city and superman breaks free of the his frozen prison and flies down and he does a very silver age save where he uh, uses his heat vision to cut off the top of a mountain and then use it to cap the lava then flies down ice breaths the the magma the raspberry jelly yeah the raspberry jelly delicious though they can all eat that later and uh <clears throat> then he says says something very nice to the italian folks there and then flies off I also thought that yep. was a nice touch. Re- I yeah. really like that set. Actually, there's a few things in this bit that I do really like. That's what I mean. Like, it's all very poorly made. Like, yeah. we're not really commenting on the effects, but they're bad. They're not great. But the ideas in there, they're worth something. There's, like, I honestly, I feel like you give this movie, like, a little bit more budget, you give it an extra half hour or so, so that, because there's a lot of stuff that just, especially towards the back half, where it feels like they cut it out. Mm-hmm. And I think you got some, you got yourself a stew going, baby. Yeah. And that, well, I mean, just, it's very shortly coming up anyway, but I feel like, like, in a modern super Superman movie, like, in a, one of the, like, maybe in the modern ones upcoming up, they should do a version of the Statue of Liberty save. Cause that yeah. today would be fucking badass. Yeah. So nuclear man grabs the Statue of Liberty and just flies it to the center of town mm-hmm. and he's going to just invert it and drop it. Yeah. And Superman grabs it, takes it back. Yep. But as he's flying it back, gets clawed in the back of the neck by a nuclear man over a matter of, well, he wants to kill him. And uh, yeah, right with the coke nails. Mm-hmm. Those those deadly coke nails, and those are those are gonna get infected. And uh, Superman perfectly drops the Statue of Liberty, and then he just falls to the ground, doesn't he? Oh, he gets punted. Well, first he falls to the ground, yeah. And then Nuclear Man lands, and then he kicks him so hard his red underwear falls off. Yeah, right, right where the cape doesn't shine, and uh, we cut immediately to Lacey's desk, which has Superman's cape. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody has has given it to them or <laughs> yeah. sold it to them. Mailed they tugged it on fucking it. Spider-Man Two style. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, that's one of the things you don't do. You're not supposed to tug on his cape. Mm-hmm. It's like spitting in the wind <laughs> and, or messing uh, with Jim. Messing with Jim. And um, yeah, so, yeah. So she uh, Lois is like, oh my god, what? No. Superman's about, dead because the, yeah. the press says like Superman's dead, and uh, she's like, "You can't just say that." And like they're like, "Where's Clark? Fire him! He hasn't called in. Mm-hmm. He's always late." And Lois is like, "I should go see what Clark's up to." And Clark is sick. Yeah. Well, before that, uh, Lacey wants Lois to know that she didn't have any part of the uh, sensationalistic journalism that her father is part. We're seeing part of her character development through the movie. Yeah, she's starting to realize, like, especially as she's becoming the publisher, yeah. they'll call her Mrs. Publisher. Yes. 
And, oh, and Perry, by the way, has left with his giant glasses, and he's going to go uptown. <laughs> he's going to take those big grandma glasses. He's going to read through some <laughs> contracts. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, Lois goes back to Clark's place, and it's like, oh, well, uh, I didn't know you ever got sick. He's like, yeah, well, I guess I do. I got the flu. And he's like, well, you know, if, if you ever talk to Superman, you let him know that uh, we're all counting on him. Yep. And I got the I got the sense I was like, man, I think Lois knows more than she's letting on or I maybe do, the like that again. Why can't just and I know status quo as well, but I think we've kind of earned it at this point. And I know asking too much of a canon film from 1987 for this. Yes. But if she had just known it would elevate the story a bit more. Well, yeah, it's the problem with movies of this era where it's just like they have to go back to how thing like nobody yeah. gets to move or change because the next movie has to be identical and i mm. think with like things like the mcu we take for granted how like that didn't normally happen like yeah people just sort of stayed static well and i mean things in definitely long series of stuff things happen and characters did kind of change but especially superhero fair it always felt like they always had to and the spider-man series are kind of barred from this because they just rely on Mary Jane but like the Batman movies is like oh no Vicky Vale so we're gonna get somebody else in and you know what I mean like yeah who will find out the secret identity and then they will leave eventually to go to fucking Blue Haven or wherever so I can you know he's gotta keep finding a new blonde girl to tell his uh, secret, secret identity exactly to. yeah so and I don't I don't mind that all the time and like I said I'm asking too much of a 1987 canon film but I think there are ways to do that better because I think just that that's just one of the things that hampers it because I like everything of their interactions as like journalists and co-workers at the Daily Planet before this when they have yes. to bring in the the Superman conflict it just makes it a bit it just drags it a bit yeah so um, oh, what a, a lot happens really fast here this is where mm -hmm. I'm talking like it feels like large chunks of the movie are just kind of well, cut I mean, away. Superman, so Superman's sick, and we might as well mention it here because it's not really going to be brought up, but he's starting to suffer from uh, deadly radiation sickness, apparently. Yeah, that's a thing he can do. Yeah, when you uh, scratch Superman hard enough. And uh, meanwhile, up in his uh, bitchin' Art Deco penthouse apartment, Lex is counting his millions as the... Uh, the they, he mentions a company of some kind, so a yeah, I think company he'd... men. Top men. Top men. Well, Lex is now the top man because he takes over the organization. And uh, just fires him. Yep. The other guy's just like, get out. Yeah, and that's like, pretty much it. And then Nuclear Man. Is this when Nuclear Man sees uh, Lacey's picture on the... Yeah, and just decides to go get the lady. Go get the lady. But very briefly before this, we see Superman go back into his coat pocket from before in the movie and he takes out the big glowy crystal and if oh you look, but he looks real fucking sick he looks like, fucked up man like he is like his hair missing he's and like gray. he looks like he's, he looks like he's going through radiation sickness yeah and i was like this came out of nowhere yeah this is uh, very sudden this is rapid radiation sickness and yeah and then he uses the the, the green crystal and that heals him mm -hmm. restores his powers 
And then Krypton, like the last memories of Krypton have gone kapoof. Thank God for this movie. We lost that mighty civilization of boring. Yeah, he can do what he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He's not beholden anybody now. They're all dead. No faces to, to fucking scream betrayed at me. No weird fucking people talking about trees. <laughs> no more trees. Fuck the trees. Well, except for the fine folks of Argo City. They're still around, right? What's Argo City? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, where are we at? Oh, yeah. So Nuclear Man flies down to downtown Metropolis right outside the Daily Planet building. And then Superman just shows up out of nowhere and is like, you'll never have her. And I'm like, why do you why, know that? Why, and why, yeah, like that. I totally get what you're saying because it feels like there's stuff missing here. Like they couldn't cut it all the way out without having big chunks missing, so they cut it out as much as they they left enough in to justify the lines. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's like, how did you know that? And yeah. we get a. Uh, bullshit power fight it's yeah. not even really a fight superman watches nuclear man assail the people of metropolis and then he just reacts yep no don't the people the let people. me use my telekinesis to bring those people safely down they're okay now they're fine they're fine they're fine you're okay now you're okay and uh yeah nuclear man just like walks in and then flies through the building yep and then he takes the elevator and then he depowers because the elevator is dark. Yeah. And then he's Superman, like a plant. He's a worse plant. I don't think a plant would just, when it's immediately taken out of sunlight, just die instantly. <laughs> he's, just, he's just fucking trapped in an elevator. And Superman's. Likes needs to fucking bathe that guy in cellulose or something. <laughs> the fucking, here's a UV lamp. Yeah, the photosynthesis to take hold. But, a tanning uh, booth nearby. <laughs> always. Uh, have that in your inventory. <laughs> um, and so uh, Superman grabs the elevator and flies it up to the moon. And then he's like, well, I left this here. Problem fucking solved. I'm going to smile at the camera and the stars. And then... Oh, the looks sun... like the flag from the lunar landing's a little off. Let oh, me, uh, let me like, fix d- that here. Uh, there floor. we go. And meanwhile... Yeah. That sun, that fucking traitorous motherfucker of a sun, glows its shiny glow on that elevator and revives the nuclear man. And the fight can continue on the moon. The moon. Not even uh, Zod fought on the moon. Yep, and they they fight really slowly on the moon. And uh, Superman gets buried. Like, he just gets conked on the head and then buried <laughs> down under the ground like he's a cartoon. It was silly. Yeah. Um, and uh, then yeah, Nuclear it, Man, like, well, a gun. You know what he did? Like, nuclear, they, right, I think it's right before that, right, where fucking Nuclear Man picks up a rock. And I immediately thought of Almost Got Him, where Killer Croc was like, I threw a rock at him. It was a really big it rock. Was a big rock. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, that's when he sings then, and then, yeah. Yeah, so he thinks that, well, Superman's buried. Uh, it's dark there, so Superman must be destroyed. Obviously, that's how people work. I'm going to fly and get that lady, and he does. And takes her to fucking space. Yeah, where the wind is, because he blows. He's just, she goes into the vacuum of space. <laughs> and she's fine. Uh, so Superman 
thinking quickly does the only sensible thing in this situation and moves the fucking moon. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, I wrote Superman irresponsibly moves the moon. <laughs> is, this, is this literally the only way you can think of? <laughs> this was it? This, you is, know this is a bad plan. <laughs> at what cost at what a cost circular centric solar system that thing is going to be in view shortly <laughs> you can't just move the fucking moon to cause an eclipse so much you, shit you is created based... such a bigger problem on the planet down below like tides all kinds of shit is kind of based on the whole <laughs> planning of the moon it's not something you just move so that you could stop ah guy that wasn't even really that but that too difficult to handle if i'm being at all honest but whatever uh, just put some oven mitts on him and you're fine <laughs> so he grabs the dormant nuclear man takes him to the obviously uh, chaotic planet down below because everything is suddenly dark when it shouldn't be he He's, caused a fucking lunar eclipse yeah that is not stopping and he just throws the nuclear man into three mile island where he powers up the fucking whole east coast yeah you know also, massive power fluctuations like that, totally fine. It's irresponsible action after irresponsible action, if Superman's we're being honest. Just, you know, he's rolling aces in this one. <laughs> Everything's coming up, <laughs> Clark. <laughs> um, and then, Perry White. Uh, and then, yeah, now we're here for wrapping up the denouement. Perry White, uh, his grandma glasses worked wonders because he was able to talk to people of the the fine bankers of metropolis that the daily planet is a natural resource like watermelons and bacon <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they decided to irresponsibly give me money so i bought all the other shit so i can be in tremendous debt but i have my newspaper back yeah and now i drink your milkshake <laughs> and yeah they fuck uh, off warfield yeah you bought warfield if warfield didn't have 51% controlling majority though how could he fucking throw his yeah, cock around like do... that so he bought it in the sense that oh yeah I'm going to buy this so I'm just going to put all my shit around here because I obviously oh what the purchase didn't go through my card was declined oh shit oh fuck yeah um yeah so the, the planet is saved and they they fucking dick around with him like, yeah, here is the paper. It's the Daily Planet. And I'm like, he's still technically a shareholder in your company. Mm -hmm. Eh, fuck it. Whatever. Just, just planet it. to planet save. It's fine. And, uh, yeah, we end on a speech that there will be peace, mm -hmm. Superman says, when the people want there to be peace. Yep. It's not really a quest for peace, really. Uh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't really quest at all. Um, yeah, I didn't see him bust out a sword or a shield. Honestly, the only person who went through a real honest-to-God quest throughout this entire movie might be Lex Luthor. And little Jeremy. <laughs> Whatever happened to Jeremy? Oh, they left him at the UN. He never <laughs> went back home. He became a delegate. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy No Name, boy delegate at the UN. That's a whole oh. Silver Age DC comic in and of itself. Oh, boy president. <laughs> That's like... Uh, That's a thing. Yeah, press. I know. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I, I'm very well aware of Prez. Yeah. Uh, and Lex and Letty are captured on the freeway in their big, loud, obnoxious car. Yep, they are returned from whence they came. At least well, I got my drums! Lenny, Lenny is not returned from whence he came. Lenny's dropped off at Boys Town. Yeah, like, hey, this guy's uh, he's, he's gone astray. Here's your 25-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. he, can, he can use some direction in his life. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Guy's got a janitorial position or something. <laughs> he that. almost murdered two cops or two guards. <laughs> yeah. And they were only saved by uh, Looney Tunes bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, uh, we got a spot for him. Oh, yeah, we always got a spot for wayward, young, middle-aged <laughs> Way- men. <laughs> wayward, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And, uh, yeah, Lex goes back to prison. And uh, that's pretty Superman much- says, see you in 20? Which is uh, kind of interesting, given when Superman Returns release, oh, and uh, I think, and I think we get a Space Smile, which looked like it was the same shot that had been used prior. Probably was. Yeah, that's uh, Superman Four. Yep, we have quested for peace. We have seen what that quest looks like, and we have decided that it is crap. We'll give it back. We'll take the war. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, want. I want the nuclear Armageddon. I'll take two. Yeah, uh, make mine. Yeah. Yeah. Wrap it in bacon. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> not as bad as I thought it was going to no, be. No, not a bad. No, not at all. Honestly, it's a it's a breezy watch. Like we said, it's not good. But there's some. There is some merit in here. There is some. Yeah. There is That's... genuinely some merit in here. I wasn't as frustrated or bored. Yeah. watching it and i i just wanted to ex- them to explore some of the themes that they're going to because this one came to like the closest to a moral dilemma mm-hmm. with superman which was kind of neat like there's some good ideas there and with some tweaks in the right places yeah. you could probably make it work you probably honest to god probably could it could at very least be the good basis for even like a short story arc in the comic books or so there's something there there honestly is yeah, I would, uh, I would, I can't say I recommend it, though. We'd probably no, better off not watching it. No, really. I mean, if you're curious and you got an hour 30, totally. Like, if you're that genuinely cu- sure, why not? Because it is, it is, can be quite unintentionally funny. Um, yeah, it's, I think the cheapness, though, that's really the, the cheapness big thing. is what kicks it in the balls. Like, it's just yeah. they were cut. They cut every corner. Well, they were the yeah. reverse John Hammond. They it, spared every expense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they did. It's like, can, uh, do we need to have an actor here? Can we have a cardboard cutout? No. Oh fuck. Um, yeah. Uh, you know so, what? Just, uh, just uh, leave them out. It's fine. Yeah, a lot of dangling plot threads. Like I said, like I don't think we ever see Lacey again after she's rescued nope. from space. Um, just kind of happens. Uh, we Played never by see the granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, I saw that Muriel Hemingway. Yep. Uh, you know, we never see what happens with Clark and the farm. No, no. The only thing that gets kind of resolved that I didn't know was really a plot was the Daily Planet doesn't become a tabloid news rag. Yay! All right, all right, cool, sweet. And and like I said, even that could have been could have been somewhere. something cool. Could have been something neat. Like yeah. There's a, yeah, like, yeah, I think that's probably the strongest of what I'll come away from it with, is that there, there is merit in here. Yeah, much better than, like, Superman 3. Like, yeah, yeah. that's, uh, 
Yeah. Wow. Which is not what I was uh, for years. I... For years, you've always held that. Now you've switched through. Yeah, I've changed my mind. I don't think either of them are particularly good. No, but... no, but Quest for Peace is arguably a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Go figure. Yeah. It's amazing yeah, what the fucking Salkins and Richard Lester can do to a movie. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, so I, I think at the bottom, well, Supergirl cannot be stated how absolutely terrible that is. Yeah. Uh, and Are we Superman including 3. the uh, Donner Cut and Supergirl as well? Yeah, I am. Okay. So that'd be how many here? Then, uh, then I'm going to go with uh, Superman 3 because it is, it is also bad, but it has the benefit of making sense. Yeah. Which is which is good. Uh, we'll go Quest for Peace right there. Uh, I cannot believe I'm even even advocating for such madness. This is lunacy. <laughs> uh, then we'll go. Then we'll go Base Superman Two, Donner Superman Two, and Motion Picture is yeah. still my favorite. Let me see where I'm falling here. I'm gonna put because I, I totally forgot what my rankings were from the last time I mentioned them. So. Oh, I just freewheel it, man. I don't even write them down. Oh, I have to write them down because I have to. I have to have a list. Um, I think probably for me, we'll go number one will be the Donner Cut. Number two will be Superman seventy eight. Three, I, I don't totally love it, but I'll put Superman two, in the four spot. I will put Quest for Peace, in the five spot. I will put Superman four, and in the six spot, I will put Supergirl. You put uh, you said Quest for Peace and Superman four. Those are you know what I mean. So Superman three then. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So we're mostly the same. Yeah, we're in about the same ballpark. It'll it'll change when we complete the complete the set though. Yeah, and what set? What a set we have! <laughs> Tell them what we have. The upcoming the upcoming slate for all you fine listeners is as follows. Uh, the well, are we including which ones are we including after this? Like, uh, are we just talking about Superman or? Well, we got Steel. Well, yeah. So we're gonna be doing uh, Steel, the 1996 seven seven film starring Shaquille O'Neal, and uh, the that Thursday we will follow that up with the 2018 Death of Superman Lives animated film, and then we will cap off uh, the cinematic adventures of Superman for now. With Superman Returns, 2006's Superman Returns. Yep. And uh, then we're going into Rocky, and uh, we also have a couple other bonus things planned. Mm -hmm. uh, probably not as much as Super March, because this has been intense, it's man. packed. This is a packed, yeah. unintentionally became a packed month. This is, yeah, it just became quite a lot. Uh, but there will be another Friday the 13th. I think we're going to plan to continue to do those one a month. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that's the idea. Uh, we have another thing planned uh, here very soon that you might be be hearing from us. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, you know, it might be kind of blue if you catch my drift. Oh, or yeah, yeah. Okay. Stream, some, stream some music from your favorite streaming music it, site. Yeah. Like uh, James Cameron's going to sail this boat to space. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna tell you all the true lies. Um, Terminator. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, what a Titanic joke that turned out to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, keep on the lookout for that. Uh, but until then, I'm Devin. I am Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you. Peace.